Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Three years ago, I started my podcasting network and production company, ShalettaMakesMeLab.com. Um, nobody in my family had ever owned a business. I didn't know any business owners. Everybody that I knew and loved had a job. Because that's what you did. I got one of my students from the University of Minnesota. Bonnie is here. And during the breaks, we're talking about jobs. Right? We're talking about where you want to land. Being on solid footing. You know, you know, your career. I didn't want to talk about being your own boss. Starting your own company. Having your own business. And why not? The one thing I'm trying to teach my children now even at 8, 9, 10, and 17 years old, is you can go and work at the post office. You can go and work at Walmart. You can, you know, work for tennis sanitation. That is an honorable profession. And I would be so proud of you. But I want you to know, you can also get paid for your creativity. You can also be your own boss and and own your own business. And nobody ever told me that. And so when I started out on this entrepreneurial journey, um, I, I was um, blessed and fortunate enough to find some folks like Blois Olson who held my hand and said, this is how you do it. This is how you present yourself. This is how you put your media kit together. This is all wrong. You know what? That's right. In fact, I'm going to do mine like that this time. And, and I don't know where I would be without that mentorship, that love, that guidance. But when COVID happened and COVID hit, and everything shut down. You know, they had the PPP loans. And every black woman I knew was in the queue. Nobody got the money. And then we look up and Tom Brady, Rick's Cabaret, and GoDaddy were getting millions of dollars when this money was supposed to be earmarked for struggling small businesses who were hit hard during the pandemic. Dana Smith's grocery store, Mini Row Market, closed. So many others shuttered. Which is why I spend a, a, a large portion of my time, probably outside of motherhood and my business, the one thing that I spend time on the most is helping businesses owned by black women. For Black Business Month, I bought billboards so that uh, black women would be able to promote their products and services. 
I held free workshops so that, you know, they could come and learn how to use social media marketing because they couldn't afford to pay for advertising. I partnered with Care 11 to do some free commercials, and, and we even got something coming up next year here at CCO Radio for black businesses during Black History Month. And so when, you know, I get a chance to talk to the Small Business Administration um, about uh, their initiatives and how they're helping uh, black-owned businesses, I say, let me get them on the phone. And Jerry Ugly Pie with uh, the Small Business Administration is joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline because I got a note that the SBA is uh, doing something that that we have got to talk about and how they are serving underserved business owners uh, like me. Uh, And and there's more uh, loans. Uh, Small businesses see a, a big increase uh, in the number of, of loans and dollars coming our way, lending, uh, you know, we have traditionally struggled with lending and getting those loans and getting those opportunities. That is a big barrier, a roadblock and a gatekeeper that keeps us from growing. And, and that is no longer the case. And so I am so glad, Jerry, you have joined me today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Good afternoon. Now, tell us about this increased lending. Where did this initiative come from, and, and who is it impacting? Hi, Shaletta. Well, you know, uh, the increase in uh, the number of loans for uh, women owners and black-owned really is under the leadership of President Biden and Administrator Guzman. Um, equity has been a priority from day one for the Biden-Harris administration, and for Administrator Isabel Guzman, uh, who is the highest-ranking Latina cabinet member um, of the presidency, her priority also is equity as well. Um, under her leadership, the SBA actually had its first-ever equity action plan in the history of the agency, and we have made systemic changes to the way that we um, process loans so that more entrepreneurs, more women, Black, Hispanic, Asian, rural areas, those in underserved communities also have an opportunity to access capital as well. So we're really pleased, um, you know, this past October to share that, you know, women loans to women-owned businesses were up nearly 70% in the Biden-Harris administration. That's over $5.1 billion in lending to women-owned businesses. And, you know, what that means is this is non-dilutive capital, meaning you own the business, you are not receiving capital in exchange for equity ownership. That's the nice thing also and a good feature about SBA loans. They're at affordable rates. It's non-dilutive. And it also is flexible to make sure that we meet people where they're at with the funding that they need. Okay. And, and I appreciate all of that. I appreciate that it's being done. Um, it's a long time coming, you know, right mm-hmm. on time for some folks and too late for others. But, you know, we still got a lot of work to do. We do. We do. And, you know, women make 84 cents an hour for every dollar paid to men. And they actually accumulate 32% of the wealth that men generate. So pay disparities are pronounced for women, but most especially for black women and other women of color, too. And those who have child and elder care responsibilities, uh, so that I understand you're a mother, uh, sometimes that takes you out of the workforce and sets women back as well. But entrepreneurship is a significant labor solution that can close 
the gender wealth gap, especially for black women and other women of color too. Um, this past October, we celebrated National Women's Small Business Month. Mm -hmm. And the 12 million women-owned businesses like you nationwide that are creating and generating wealth and, and on those women-owned firms that are also hiring employees and staff to also further address the income gaps also. And so one of the, you know, why now um, the fight for women's equity and equality is not over. Um, it was only in 1988 that, um, you know, we passed a law in this country for HR 5050 uh, so that women could have a more fair shot of, of accessing capital. Before 1988, which really wasn't that long ago, women had to have men, their husband or a male relative, co-sign a business loan mm -hmm. as well. And, um, you know, that law helped to pave the way for SBA to lend directly to more women entrepreneurs. So we've come a long way, but we know, as I've said, you know, there is still a, a gender wealth gap and a pay wealth gap. We still have a ways to go, but owning their business and coming to the SBA, the ecosystem of the SBA, is one thing that we want people to know about as a federal agency. They can get the services at no cost and receive confidential business counseling with people who also look like them and can help build their wealth and get them financially ready to run a business and take on loans for that capital as well. Um, 33 million small business owners, we've had the highest startup boom in history under President Biden, but we only reach a limited number of those 33 million small business owners. So I appreciate uh, your advocacy of raising the visibility of the resources that are out there for small business owners Black women, small business owners, especially, given the gender and income wealth gap. Okay, before you go, you got to tell people how to access it because we've been talking about it and my phone is blowing up. I can hardly respond <laughs> to you because I'm responding to my phone. And what often yeah. happens is, you know, we hear about things, we read the stories, but nobody ever says, this is what it is. This is what's happening. This is what's going on. And here's how you get it. A lot of times we hear about the money after we read about it in the paper and the deadlines pass or it's all given out. Or, you know, we're just a day late and a dollar short. And that's the one thing that I don't want. That's the one thing that I'm tired of more than anything is us finding about it too late or we talk about it and then we don't say, now here's how you go get this money. Well, let me tell you, Saletta, with President Biden and this administration, we are strengthening the economy from the middle out to the bottom up and not trickle down. So we want to make sure that people know to go to sba.gov or in Minnesota, contact the Minnesota District Field Office. They can get the no-cost, again, no-cost assistance to other resources and training, again, at no cost, to get make sure that they understand what opportunities there are financially, but also to grow their business. Also, credit building as well. We can connect women to those resources to make sure that they are more financially secure with the SBA and growing their business too. Because accessing the money is one thing, and we can make sure that we make those opportunities more visible to women-owned businesses and black women-owned businesses as well. But managing that cash, too, that is the way that SBA can also support black-owned women business owners is making sure they're tied into our ecosystem of no-cost confidential counseling. We actually have, for example, a program that is similar to an executive um, certificate that you would pay at universities, uh, thousands of dollars, it's of no cost, Shaletta, 
to help women grow and scale. And that I've seen a number of small business owners who come out of that program, the Thrive program, scaling their businesses to multi-million dollar businesses and getting the peer connections that they need as well. So SBA.gov and the Minnesota District Field Office is where people can start to build a team to make sure that they have the SBA on their side and the partners of ecosystem, ecosystem partnerships of people that we will connect them to, to build a trusted relationship and grow their businesses. Well, I so thank you for being on the show and a part of um, this today because I want everybody to have the same opportunity. If you've got a dollar in a dream, uh, I don't want it to turn into the nightmare. So make sure if you are a small business owner or you know one, that they access these services and resources that we're talking about today. We'll be back. I was boogieing last night because I was the host and keynote speaker at the annual Frasier Gala. It was an amazing event, um, raising money and awareness for Frasier, Minnesota. Um, You know, one of the things that I reminded people of is, you know, when, when I think of Minnesota, I think of the best. You know, we've got the Mayo Clinic. You know, when you say, where do you get the best health care? You know, when you start talking about complicated and complex health issues that need to be solved and, and, and cured and, and people need healing. You think of going to the Mayo Clinic. People come from all over the world to get the services that the Mayo Clinic provides. And when I think of, of kids with, with autism and people with, with special needs, um, that needs special attention and treatment. You, When I think of the best, I think of Frazier, the schools uh, throughout the Twin Cities that provide not only speech and ABA and, and PT and OT for kids and adults with special needs, um, but they work in community to create awareness and acceptance. You know, they've got the sensory-friendly, um, you know, little hut over at the fair where you can take your kids who have um, been overexposed and overstimulated, and they can calm down and get back to baseline. They've worked with um, the Minnesota Vikings as well as the Twins to create the sensory-friendly room so families uh, who have children with special needs, um, who have those sensory issues, can actually enjoy the game. You know, and people say oftentimes, well, I mean, if your kid can't take the game, why do you bring them? Because you want them to have the same experiences as their normal developing counterparts. I don't want my children to go back to school after the summer and say they've never been to a baseball game. They've never been to a basketball game. They've never been to a football game just because they get overstimulated. If I can give me a little room that's quiet and dark and calm them back down, we can go out to that game and enjoy it. We can go out and they can go back to school and have the same experiences as their friends. That's all we want. And because of Frasier, that's what we as parents can provide for our kids. You know, I told the crowd last night, Frasier is like a big wave, a big tide, and and it's lifting all of us up, right? And, And they don't just help the children who have special needs. They help the parents. They educate us. They educate the grandparents and the cousins. They help provide support for the older or younger siblings who are normal developing and feel left out. And they help us to understand that that's what's happening. I remember when Andrew was acting out, I was like, now what is wrong with this boy? 
Why is he acting like this? He knows we love them. Well, how does he know? Because we're spending all our time taking care of the kids who need special needs. When our minds, he doesn't need us. He can talk. He can walk. He can speak for himself. He can go downstairs. The boy can cook. He can make French bread casserole. He's fine. He needed his mama and his daddy to look in his direction. We didn't know that because we were busy um, trying to get the other kids, trying to make sure that they got the services they needed and working with the schools and, and working with the therapists and working with people out in community. Meanwhile, our normal developing child is slipping through the cracks. The folks at Frazier helped us understand that and not just understand it, but gave us some tools and techniques that we needed to help him get back on firm footing and a firm foundation and, and make sure that our relationship with him is right. So that in 20 years, he's not going to therapy telling us what horrible parents he was. I don't know about y'all, but I, I don't want to be the subject of a therapy conversation. Okay, I don't want my baby laying on the couch talking to that lady, telling her how bad I was. And I got to come in 18 sessions in to try to defend myself. I, I don't want to do that. We're going to get this right today. But, but I can't get it right if I don't have anybody to educate me. And so I, I was just so grateful last night that um, Frazier asked me back for a second year in a row to host the event. And then this year they asked me to do something different, which was to give a keynote about our family and how Frazier has made an impact on not just us, but the entire community of um, kiddos and adults who have special needs. And so I'm not bragging or nothing. I mean, I'm well, yeah, I'm bragging. Okay, so this is what I was told. Okay, this is what the Diane Cross, the CEO of Frazier, told me. Once the event was over, it was a beautiful event. Paul Peterson and his orchestra was there. I got to see his sister, Patty, who is amazing. I almost just like bowed down. She's such like Twin Cities royalty. Her and Geraldine Steele are just amazing women to me. Um, Kat Perkins was there. She performed. She had her dancers there. They were all dolled up. The room was like a Candyland theme. It was amazing, right? Um, and, uh, Glenn Flatabo was there doing the auction. I was actually an auction item cause I wanted to donate something. And so I donated an evening with me and I promised, uh, whoever bid that I would spill all the twin cities media secrets. So Chad Hartman, everything you have ever told me in confidence, I'm snitching. I am absolutely snitching to, to the person who bid and, and won, um, a date with me out on the town. But, I'm 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 not bragging um just a little bit uh, kind of a lot but um so Diane the CEO of Frazier came to me as soon as the event was done and she said to me this is the most money we've ever raised and I know that is because you kept the energy level up you told your story in a way that related to everybody in the room whether they had a child with autism or not and people responded to you. We've never even come close to the figure that we raised last night. And I owe that to you. Thank you for taking the ball of my vision for tonight and running with it and scoring a touchdown. How much was that? $620,858 is what we raised last night for the Frazier Gala. And that money is going to go back into the schools, get kids off the waiting list, make sure families who want the services but can't afford them can have access to them through scholarships. 
And it is still not too late. If you were not at the Frasier Gala last night, um, you missed a treat, first of all. If you were at the Frasier Gala, hey, girl, hey. But if you were not there, it's still not too late. Go to Frasier.org, F-R-A-S-E-R dot org. Um, and there is a, a, a button. There's a button that says get involved. There's a button that says donate. Check those out. Help your community. Help kids like mine. We'll be- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I was one of those kids who could not wait until school was over. Not so that I could run home and play a video game or get on the phone with my friends, but because we had the most amazing after-school activities at our local park. You know, we would go there and trusted, caring adults would have uh, snacks for us, sandwiches, chips, uh, something to drink. They would help us with our homework. Uh, I learned to play the violin. Uh, we had arts and crafts. We would make things. We would do team building. Um, it was a um, a refuge for me. Um, I grew up in Houston's Fifth Ward. Uh, the neighborhood is amazing, but there are some pockets that are not so amazing. And so these parks and these programs uh, were a lifeline for us. And many of the kids that I went to elementary school with who took advantage of these parks and the services that they provide, we stayed out of trouble. We are all first-time college graduates. We are all married and productive citizens of society. And, and we come back and think about the Hester House, right? We come back and, and we think about the Fifth Ward uh, Multi-Service Center Park. We come back and think about the Kelly Court Park, and we laugh about um, all the fun stuff we did. And so when, when programming start getting cut and, and there's no after-school service and crime is up and, and the kids don't have anything to do and, and you want to say, well, they need to put them in jail and take the guns and you know what, they need more after-school programs, more parks, give these kids something to look forward to. And that is what is happening with the North Commons Park renovation plan. 
they're expanding the community rooted vision, uh, realizing the park's potential um, as a driver to increase vitality, not just in the economy, but in the people, in the community around the park at North High School. This is an investment in these children and in their future. So I, I wanted to bring uh, Superintendent uh, Al Bengora from the Minneapolis Park and Rec Department on the station, and he is joining me now live, courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Mr. Al, I know it's Saturday, but I just want to thank you for spending a little bit of your afternoon with me. I cannot tell you how excited I am about this North Commons Park renovation plan. Yeah, thank you, Shalita. I really appreciate it. Um and you spoke so well uh, of what park and recreation means to you, to you growing up and, and to uh, young people that, uh, you know, visit our parks every single day. It's the place, like you said, where it's a refuge and it's a place where a child walks into a building and we say, hey, what are you doing today? And they say, nothing, come do it with us. That's the same thing that's being done out sometimes on the streets, right, where <laughs> young people have, right, they have choices. So we know that we have these lives of these young people every day. And so North Commons Project is historic, it's transformative, and it's really a pleasure to be here today and talking to you about it. Now, this is a big undertaking. This ain't nothing to sneeze at. Um, You got 12,000 kids living within a one-mile radius of this park. Um, That's a lot of lives on the line. That's a lot of futures on the line. What do you got planned for this park that's going to impact them? Yeah, so this park was established back in 1907. The beautiful thing about this park system, it's been around since 1883, 140 years that this jewel of a park system, Minneapolis Park and Recreation Board has been around. This particular park, uh, you know, has been literally the, the, the fabric of the community. Uh, since 1907. 1971, this building was built back at that time, the original building as it stands today. Uh, what we recognize, as you just so well said, that we have thousands of young people who are looking for something to do every day, and particularly when they get out of school. And the beautiful thing about our park system, our park system, is every child and every resident has a less than a 10-minute walk to a park. So if a child is coming out, uh, whether they're walking or taking the bus or being dropped off, they're going to go to this location because we have this wonderful place that has been existing for so long that has been impacting the lives of young people for so long. But what we recognized was that we need to do more. And part of the master plan and part of the work that we're doing here is building this incredible place, a $35 million project that was adopted by the board just recently in October and what this will do is it will expand uh, this building to meet the needs going forward into the future and how we meet families and young people where they are today. The project will double the size of the existing facility from 21,500 square feet to over 58,000 square feet. And that will be between a water park, a gym, and an event center. So we'll be adding new gyms, three new gyms to it. Well, we call it a field house. And this major addition is really important because not just about, um, you know, sports, but it'll be a place where people can gather and have events and do some wonderful things, adaptive sports, uh, do some really great programs, but also, of course, have a place where people in the community can feel really uh, connected and advocate for a place where they don't have to leave North Minneapolis 
to go to a facility outside of the city and go, wow, this is an incredible uh, facility out in the suburbs. Now that they can be now in North Minneapolis at the North Commons location with a place they can take pride in and be able to have large events and activities and sporting events and a redesigned place that will meet the needs of the community going into the future. We're going to be revitalizing a water park, um, which is, we have a decades old, really older now, but we're putting in new wading pools and new mixed pool uses, spray features, um, and other spaces that will meet really the needs through fitness and concessions and a larger warming room, teen room, you know, dedicated space for seniors, and really a really wonderful place we called a wellness suite. So we're really meeting the needs of the community with this particular uh, renovation, and we are fortunate to have uh, the Minneapolis Parks Foundation, Tom Evers, and, and these wonderful people that work with us and that board to help bring this vision, this transformative place to life within North Minneapolis. Now, we're talking about bringing that vision to life. It is not something that you are going to be able to do in a vacuum by yourself. Um, right, it is something right. that we have to help you with. And by that, yes. I mean we have to go into our pockets and make a contribution. Yes. We have to make a donation because we are talking about a large sum of money uh, that would yes. make this possible. Um, and, and so I'm going to uh, see if I can't get Tom up in here. Because I need Tom to tell us about this money, what we yeah. need to raise, give us some deadlines, because I don't want to keep seeing the same thing happen over and over again. I don't want us to keep criticizing these children for the choices they make when we don't give them choices. So we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I'm going to get uh, Tom Evers. He's the executive director of the Minneapolis Park Foundation on the show so we can all find out how to make a real investment in our children when we come back. We got a North Commons Park renovation plan. It is going to have after school education initiatives, a fitness program, social activities, access to top notch amenities, workshops, meeting spaces to foster a tight knit community, a sporting event with newly renovated fitness facilities and swimming pools with an S. You know, people say all the time, well, you know, those kids over in North Minneapolis, I just wish they would just stay out of the gangs and stop doing all those bad things. It's just horrible the way that they're living. Well, you know what? When they get out of school, they don't have a lot of options. There's not a lot of grocery stores where they can go and get their first job when they turn 14 or 15 or 16. Right? Um, th there's no after school activities that they can be a part of right now. And so when they get out of school, the only thing waiting for them is, is, is bad actors and bad choices. And so what we have as a community is an opportunity to make an investment into North Minneapolis with the renovation of North Commons Park. And, and don't get me wrong, the state is going to do their part. They got work to do. But it's going to take all of us. It takes a village. And we are a part of that village. Whether we live in Edina or Eden Prairie, you are still a part of the North Minneapolis village. Because what happens there is going to have an impact on you and your household one way or another at some point, whether it is good or bad. Let's be a part of the good together. So I invited Tom Evers. He's the executive director of the Minneapolis Park Foundation. She, he is live in the studio. Now, listen, uh, Tom, this is going to cost some money. Yes. 
That's a lot of stuff. Pools within this, fitness programs, top-notch amenities, workshops, all over there with this renovation project. What is the price tag on that? Uh, the total project is going to be $35 million. And thank you so much for having us on. It's um, This is a really important project, and I agree with everything you've said in terms of it. This is uh, – Minneapolis is – what happens here is is important to the whole state as well. And this is the center of, of the Minneapolis park system in many ways. Now, how can we help? Because the people who listen to this show know that we don't just talk about issues. We uh, be about it. Yeah. You know, whether it is, you know, going out to pack Thanksgiving baskets or, um, you know, helping out for, you know, with kids with autism. And now it's the parks. Um, is this a, is there going to be a capital campaign, a fundraiser? What's the deadline? When are y'all getting started? How's the money going to be used? Give it the details. Great questions. Yes, we are the Minneapolis Parks Foundation. We're an independent partner of the park board um, here to help raise philanthropy for our parks uh, and transform lives through the parks and public realm. Um, we uh, there's a 35 million dollar goal for the overall project, and currently the park board, uh, through the state, through some federal dollars, through their own dollars, um, and through the city, have uh, gotten 12 million dollars already dedicated in public funds. Plus, we're going back to the capital to to get a, a, another round of bonding. We anticipate we're going to have to raise $15 million to deliver this project. We do not want to find ourselves falling short on it. Uh, the Parks Foundation has already secured over $10 million in gifts and pledges. Um, and it's not just the capital that we're raising money for because when you build a, uh, a, a place like this, this is going to be attracting more kids and we want to make sure it's filled with all sorts of programs. Earlier you were talking about the whole range of programs from sports to arts to to um, working with uh, for the senior citizens to come and walk on the track, um, all sorts of programming, technology. Al has been a leader in, in bringing technology into our parks, so we're raising an additional two point two to two point five million for programming. So once it's opened, it's filled with programming, both delivered by the park board, which has an incredible team of staff um, delivering program, as well as community allowed to let the community come in and fill it in with additional programming. Okay, so how can we be a part of this? Yeah, so folks can um, – can. there's really three ways you can get involved. One is, is make a donation. We are going to be launching in the new year the capital campaign with the specifics. So we want people who live around the park to give what they can, what's meaningful. So we don't want to just to be those who can give the millions to be celebrated. We want everybody, if you give a dollar, that it makes a difference. But So we'll be launching that. You can keep up on it through our website, which is mplsparksfoundation.org. And you have, we'll have a lot of information on there. So that's one way. The other is to be advocates for this. We need our parks to be funded um, both through philanthropy but also through the public. So we'll be going to the capital to raise additional um, funding. We're asking for $12 million from the capital to finish this off. Um, and so going and, and being advocates for it. And then the third is just to be tracking and volunteering and be engaged in the parks. There's so many different ways people can be involved. And so it's not just about paying for the park itself, but being in there, being connected, volunteering with the park board. So being making it um, contributing in many ways. We want to make sure that this park is a way that everybody can contribute in any way they can because it's the center of North Minneapolis. And in many ways, what we're building, what the park board's building is going to be the center for the Minneapolis Park System where everybody can, can participate. Well, I just can't thank you enough for coming on this show, for the work that you are doing, uh, for making it better uh, for children who, you know, 40 years ago was me. And I know that me the too. role a big 
amazing uh, community park plays in the lives, the productive lives of, of young people who don't have a lot of options. So thank you. Thank, thank you for you. the investment. This is, I so appreciate it. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you so much. All right. And y'all don't go anywhere. Another hour of the Shaletta Show is coming up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 